Today, we discuss the creepypasta of Slenderman. We'll learn this origin story, how it took a hold of online forums, and the impact it had on minors. Finally, we'll tell the story of Anissa and Morgan, and how Slenderman may or may not have influenced them to stab their friend Bella. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you're wondering how a tall, skinny, fictional character could convince a couple of girls to do very bad things, stick around. Contrary to what you might be thinking, this is an episode on Slenderman, not College Mike. This is Necronomapod. Yeah, I, uh, just let me know when we're on, Dave. We on? <laughs> yeah, I think we're on, Mike. Oh, we're on? Oh, okay. Hey, welcome to a new show. <laughs> Did you say the new show? A, a new show. Oh. I'm Mike Namapod with my co-host, Ian and Dave. Hey, Mike. Mm-hmm. How's it going today? What have you been doing today? You know, sometimes pre-gaming happens. <laughs> yeah. Today it happened to all of us. Some... Uh much longer than others. I know. Ian's been going hard all day. I have been. <laughs> um, I'm going into this show blind. I have not read the notes. What time did you start drinking? I have no comment on that. <laughs> Talk to my attorney. <laughs> I believe your attorney was drinking all day with you. So. <laughs> I'm not sure we should go to him for comment. Can't comment on that either. <laughs> I did a baseball today. I did a baseball. Did you have a good day? 75 degrees in downtown Cleveland. Beautiful Sun day. was shining. Hell yeah. That beer goes down like water. It does. Yeah, I had a good day. It was fun. Um, did not read the notes. Complete. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Total professional over here. <laughs> uh, even after requesting Ian send me a copy without the, the uh, fucking pictures. <laughs> like he was going to print it out. Yeah. Well, I do print them out. Well, yeah, I know you do. I just didn't do anything with the printout until now. <laughs> but I'm ready to go. Somehow he can't get himself a real printer. So no pictures in his. Well. Cool down, media, thing cool down Media has time after time refused my budget request for a new printer. That is uh, not accurate. I would least. like it approved to get a new printer. <laughs> what are you going to do? So anyways, this will be a fun show. Are you familiar with this character in the slightest, Mike? I was familiar with the character because of seeing like uh, bullshit TikTok or Instagram videos. And then I remember Ian telling us about like the dark side of it that we're going to cover tonight like the the mm-hmm. actual the, the truth um but i don't remember the actual story other than it you know it takes a real turn unlike other cryptid type stuff we've discussed this is going to end with like a mothman aladdin scene <laughs> patreon.com slash <laughs> necronomapod it, it could though there's some there's a lot of slender man erotica out there oh see Mm. The door is open. And then Slender Man put his fat <laughs> cock into my... <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> there was nothing slender about his member. There was nothing slender s- about this man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think my ass could take such a thing. <laughs> but I was in pure ecstasy. You know, you're talking about me pre-gaming. How are you guys doing over here? Hey, you guys have had a good time, too. 
Nah. We've been hanging out for a little while. We're chilling. Mm. Mm. Oh, oh. Way to play a cool day. <laughs> oh, oh, we've been chilling. <laughs> we've been chilling. <laughs> like you're not seeing three of me right now. <laughs> well, I've had a few high noons. I haven't been drinking since you're still 10, on that- 10 a.m. like some of us. That's not true. Not 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you still on that high noon kick yeah they're so good and they're so good i'm gonna tell you right now pal they get better the hotter it gets outside i bet this summer they go down twice as fast you're too. in for a treat this summer in your you know bougie <laughs> hot tub with your peach high noons oh yeah may gusta good stuff big fan yeah big fan of the peach high noon do you ever try those ian you ever try no, no? dude life-changing I don't like uh, I don't like peach stuff, oh, but fuck you, but there's I mean there's all kinds of flavors <laughs> yeah, yeah. though, and and it's not super overwhelming with flavor. Like it's not like the Trulies or the White Claws where it's right. like a, you know so sugary. It's very muted flavor. So, oh, speaking of sugary, so we walked out of uh, Progressive Field today after the Guardians game. What's I forget the name already. Um, Sierra Mist though has rebranded itself. Have you guys seen this? No, no. They had all these little uh, gimmick concessions set, set set up outside of the arena, um, giving out what is now called Starry. It is the new rebranded Sierra Mist. Apparently, I don't know why, but that's like their new rebrand. Cool cans, Starry. It's a stupid name. What did I say, Starry? You said Starry. <laughs> oh, I was just reading the, uh, the life Starry. I was you like, said oh, it okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is, <laughs> I don't remember Sierra Mist cause I haven't drank that in a I while. I don't think I've ever had that in my entire life. Um, <laughs> it's Pepsi's it's, seven it's, up, right? It's Pepsi's try on Sprite and seven up, uh, except okay. it's not at all like those. Of course it's Pepsi. It's probably it disgusting. Is <laughs> the sweetest soft drink I've ever had. Oh. And then I tried the starry and it is even sweeter than Sierra Mist was. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, we'll never no, don't try that. it. Don't try it. The cans, the cool looking, they got that yellow, black and, and green going on. It looks all right, mm. but, uh, not good. I like good looking cans, but I don't <laughs> think I'm ever going to try that. <laughs> yeah. I prefer Sprite over seven up, I think, but I'm a big fan of seven and sevens. Mm. I don't, I don't like either. I don't like that Sprite seven up. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm I, if, not I, if I'm that. if no. I'm drinking a soda, I like those because I just feel like they're a little bit lighter. Um, but like, I, do you don't like seven and sevens? Like, I love a seven and seven drink. Not really. No, I like ginger ale with whiskey. It's not bad, also. But okay, well, that's all I had. It's good stuff. Glad you had well, a fun story. Is not fun day out on the town, fella. <laughs> Maybe next time I'll invite you guys. <laughs> Maybe you should. Yeah. <laughs> I worked all day. I didn't drink in the morning. <laughs> You're missing out, pal. I know. It's glorious. When that sun is shining. That is a very nice day out here. It was a good day drinking day. All right. You know what's not a good day? <laughs> Meeting Slenderman. <laughs> so the girls we're going to talk about tonight in the second half of this episode, Morgan Geyser and Anissa Weir initially got their information on Slenderman from creepypasta.com. Then from there, they went to 4chan's Paranormal Board, DeviantArt, which is a really good way for artists to share their work or offer classes, uh, tutorials, and stuff like that. But it's also where a lot of neckbeards post Rule 34 porn and shit like that. What is the best example of Rule 34 porn? Hmm. Like furries? No. 
I don't know. Think of a cartoon character. Bugs Bunny. Underdog. (laughs) (laughs) That was two examples right there. Has Underdog ever boned Bugs Bunny? Maybe. There's definitely underdog porn. Is there underdog porn? I would assume so. Well, he's got his little ring. He probably opens up, takes his tablet. It's probably Viagra, right? He just fucks all day. (laughs) Perhaps. I, I think that sounds about right. I'm going to look up some Jessica Rabbit porn, though. That's uh, okay, thing. that's more your style. Yeah, I'll go for that. Neckbeards do, they take it to a whole different level with some of that stuff, though. Hmm. They'll take, like, Jessica Rabbit and make her pregnant and doing some weird shit. Hmm. Yeah. I don't love that. <laughs> no. There's some weird dudes out there. I watched that, uh, <laughs> the Brony documentary. Like, <laughs> yeah. Same my little shit, pony shit, dude. Yes. So, like, they get off to ponies. Like, is that what it is? Yeah, they're bronies. They love My Little Pony, and they go to conventions. And but, like, there, is what? it, like, a sexual thing? Well, or is I, that they where say it's... no, but you know they're cranking some meat behind the scenes in My Little Pony. Little uh, uh, uh. Yeah. I don't think everybody My is, Little Baloney Pony is, is what's really going on there. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, yeah. DeviantArt, you can find a lot of brony material if you want uh, I'm to. I'm sure, yeah. But you can also find some really cool shit on there. All right. Um, fair enough ian fair enough a lot of fan art of slender man cool stuff very cool stuff i've seen a lot of cool art yeah it's a cool like cryptid is he considered a cryptid yeah sure you could call him a cryptid i guess it's a cool looking cryptid type you know like i don't know it's creepy super like, that's creepy. something that like if you saw that in real life you'd be like what the fuck you'd be out of there real quick there's somebody on my street or down the street from me every Halloween. They have a big slender man. They've been putting up recently. Really? Yeah. It's taller than their house. It's fucking huge. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Slender man's cool, man. All the creepy pasta stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. Just, I think a lot of this story is about children's minds in the internet and how maybe kids aren't ready for all that information at one time. I think it's overload. Maybe. Okay. So regarding the lore of Slenderman tonight, we're just going to use exactly what the girl started out reading from creepypasta.com. Slenderman's pretty easy for kids to buy into as a real story, especially with how easy it is to produce a very real looking video of a supposed Slenderman sighting and throw it on YouTube. There's uh, some videos on there that are crazy real looking. So if you're a 12 year old, 10 year old kid, whatever, and you're like, oh, maybe this thing's real. And then you look it up on YouTube. You're like, oh, fuck, that really looks real. Like legitimate just kids filming themselves and kind of little camera trickery. Like they see Slenderman and they start running. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely could say that. It like, It's kind of like old man corner or whatever. But like when I was a kid... If someone, if when you, I was a boy, <laughs> if you did, if you did like Bloody Mary and someone said that they saw Bloody Mary, you'd be like, you're fucking full of shit because I just did it and nothing happened. Yeah. But then if you can look at it on the internet and there's a video mm-hmm. of Bloody Mary showing up in a mirror, you know, it's a lot easier exactly to believe right. it. Sure. Um, the other thing with Slender Man is that it doesn't help when news outlets get lazy. Like if you Google the case we're going to talk about tonight, a lot of the reporting says that the origins of slender man are unknown and it almost gives a little bit of hope that those sightings might be real. Sure. It does. The origins of slender man can easily be traced to Eric Knudsen, 
using the username Victor Surge on somethingawful.com, which is another message board site like 4chan. That site has a whole Photoshop section. And back in 2009, there was a contest to create a paranormal picture that was believable and creepy. On June 10th, 2009, Eric posted two pictures with a caption. Uh, the first picture, then caption says, we didn't want to go, we didn't want to kill them, but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comfort us at the same time. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. And this pic is super cool. Yeah. Like, this is a cool fucking thing. Right. And you see just, like, in the shadows in the background of these kids on the playground, just some super tall dude holding hands with the kids. Well, was he holding hands with them or kind of just outstretched, maybe? A little outstretched. outstretched. Not really holding hands. Yeah, it's fucking creepy, man. But stuff like this is cool. It's not, you know, malevolent. No. It's a fun contest. It's Mm. cool stuff. Uh, The second picture um, had the quote, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished in what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformity cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986 photographer mary thomas missing since june 13th 1986 another super creepy picture mm-hmm. if you come across this totally believable and that was the whole point of the contest exactly on uh, june 12 2009 user leech code 5 posted a picture of a burning building with a slender man story to go along with it then on june 14th the user trench mall Use Slenderman as a main character in a story. And with that, Slenderman went viral. It's turned into what it is today. Video games, everything. It's a worldwide phenomenon, if you will. Everyone knows who Slenderman is, right? I got him tattooed above my ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that guy wishes that he like trademarked that or something. Dude, he had a franchise. Within a couple days, like it kicked off real quick. Amazing. Yeah, that's too bad for that dude. What's Eric Knudsen doing these days? I don't know, but he didn't want to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. (laughs) He He said it was terrible and he wasn't going to be giving any interviews. It's not his fault. No, that's why he said he wasn't giving interviews and I don't blame him. That's fair. Yeah. I wouldn't want to if I was him. I'd be like, I photoshopped a picture having fun. Nothing to gain. Yeah. Defending yourself against nonsense. No. I'm not 100% sure if this is the first creepypasta on Slenderman, but creepypasta.com presents it as such. And because this is what kicked off the girl's obsession with Slenderman, we're just going to go with this story. After waking up with a jolt, the girl laid in bed a few seconds longer. Reaching over to switch on her bedside lamp, she tried to remember exactly what had stolen her sweet slumber away. When she couldn't, the brunette swung her legs over the side of the bed and heaved herself up. Checking the time on her phone, she snorted when she saw it was midnight, the witching hour. Knowing that sleep would only evade her, she left her bedroom for the kitchen, a good cup of coffee on her mind. As she passed by her front door, a chill spread like liquid fire down her spine. It's only winter, she told herself, focusing again on the coffee plan. Measuring out scoops, water, and preparing her cup kept her occupied, but as the dark liquid boiled, 
She had nothing left to keep her mind from wandering off. The chill returned, and she couldn't help but glance behind her to the front door. It stood there innocently enough, just like always. The deadbolt was still in place, and she could see nothing amiss with it. Turning back to her coffee, she did her best to forget about the feeling. With her cup in hand, she started back towards her bedroom. As she walked by the front door, she decided that a quick glance out of the peephole would help calm her restless mind. The chill worsened with each step she took towards the door and further away from the safety and warmth of her blankets. She pressed her empty hand against the cold metal door and took a deep breath before leading her eye to the peephole. At first, she could only see an inky blackness and somehow seemed to swirl in itself. When she blinked in surprise, the void melted away. She wished it hadn't. In its place, there stood what she could only guess was once a man. The limbs were long and inhumanly awkward, with bulky joints branching off into several arms, not unlike the branches of a tree. The creature was draped in a black suit, somehow making the thing more nightmarish to her. The icing on the proverbial cake, however, was what passed as the hellish thing's face. It was as though her mind blurred the ghastly visage to spare itself further shock and horror. She shoved herself away from the door with the hand still pressed against it. The scalding mug of coffee fell, the liquid burning her bare legs as she fell backwards and tried to crawl away from the door. She knew, somehow, that her mind hadn't been playing tricks on her. As she crab-walked away from the door, she watched as tendrils as black as the void she first saw snake around through the cracks. The girl was trapped between the instinct to flee and the gut feeling to not turn her back on the door. When the door jolted, the urge to flee overcame her and she slipped in the burning liquid as she tried to make it back to her room. She knew deep down that she was trapping herself in a corner, but she had to get away from the door. The girl was halfway down the hallway when she heard the previously locked door creak open. She screamed and slipped into a wall, cracking her chin on it and stunning her. After that, there was only blackness. Nicole? A warm male voice snapped the woman out of her trance. As she turned around, she was met by one of her sister's doctors. She nodded, not sure if she should say anything or even if she could find her voice if she did have something to say. That morning, she had gotten an urgent phone call from the hospital, saying that her sister Lindsay was there. Before they had even let her see her, the doctor had pulled her off to the side and insisted that they talk to her about what might have happened. Phrases like self-inflicted and assault had been thrown around, and Nicole felt her mind reel. She still hadn't fully understand what they had been saying until she saw Lindsay with her own eyes. Her little sister had a bandage wrapped around her head, covering both of her ears as well as her eyes. They said it was to keep her now deadened eyes from drying out and to try to keep infection out of the wounds Lindsay had made to her ears. The doctors had guessed that either she or someone else had jammed a pencil into them to keep her off balance or to deafen herself against something. There was the mix of first and second degree burns on her hands, legs, and feet from what was assumed to be the coffee her neighbors found slipped all over the entry to her apartment. As Nicole walked into her sister's hospital room the first time, she thought she had spied the silhouette of a man in the window. That, she knew, was impossible. Her sister's room was on the third story of the hospital. He climbed out there with his tentacles. Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to fight. I had to cough the entire time. <clears throat> You're just holding that cough. I really time. I had a tickle in my throat. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's creepy as fuck. Yeah, it is. That's the first 
creepypasta story to feature slender man allegedly allegedly or at least that's what creepypasta.com okay. has on there it's pretty terrifying just the idea of something that big also was creepy like just in general what is that phobia it's a phobia of you're afraid of things that are like very big or bigger hmm girthophobia <laughs> no i'm not sure because <laughs> every girl i've ever been with gonna have that <laughs> I'm going to look it up. <laughs> the word tendrils, just the, the, the visual yeah. kind of that the word tendrils gives you. Megalophobia is a type of anxiety disorder in which a person experiences intense fear of large objects. Mm, interesting. Maybe that's why some girls choose not to sleep with me. <laughs> but you have megalophobia. <laughs> megalophobia. <laughs> hmm. well. It's so big. Oh, there you go. That got me half chubbed. I'm not going to lie. I've heard that before, though. From her, specifically. From porn star Lana Rhodes? Well, I don't want to get in my personal life, okay. but we'll move on. So just going with, uh, with creepypasta.com, regarding Slenderman's behavior, they say, quote, much of the fascination with Slender Man is rooted in the overall aura of mystery that he is wrapped in. Despite the fact that it is rumored he kills children almost exclusively, it is difficult to say whether or not his only objective is slaughter. Oftentimes, it is either reported or recorded that he can be found in sections of woods, and these generally tend to be suburban. He also has been reported seen with large groups of children, as many photographs portray. It is commonly thought that he resides in woods and forests and preys on children. He seems unconcerned with being exposed in the daylight or captured in photos. It is often thought as well that he enjoys stalking people who become overly paranoid about his existence, purposefully giving them glimpses of himself in order to further frighten them. For this reason, it seems like Slender Man very much enjoys psychologically torturing his victims. He also often appears to float or drift around rather than walk, which suggests the possibility of him being an ethereal being rather than a creature or a man. This would also explain why he is able to remain mobile in spite of his poorly proportioned body, even though Slender Man was fabricated on something awful forums, or was he? Some people have already claimed sightings. He is seen mostly at night peering into open windows and walks out in front of lone motorists on secluded roads. His main intentions appear to be kidnapping children, as when he is seen near them in photographs, they usually disappear shortly afterward. The Slender Man has also inspired many stories, such as those of marble hornets. In the end, though, his purpose remains unknown. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. It's scary it's to suburban kids who, out there who, who live a kind of, you know, limited, um, not so limited, like a sheltered, to say sheltered life, a sheltered, sheltered life, life, maybe, you know, you're outside playing at night. The, you know, yeah. the sun's down. There's not a lot to, to be afraid of out there. That's right. You see a fucking slender man walking by. That's right. That asshole's going to pucker up a little bit. Well, if, then, if a porn star was living in the era, <laughs> she'd probably see him and say, <gasps> so big. <laughs> Fucking his dangles hitting his <laughs> kneecaps, which is already like hitting us in the head. So what are you gonna do? You can't compete with that. What are you supposed to do? Fucking Ray J can't compete with that. 
<laughs> from what I've heard. Rumors. Allegedly. Allegedly. I've never seen Ray J banging Kim K, right, Mike? <laughs> no, I haven't, but that's not my type of porn, but I, you do you. Slenderman's like 7 to 14 feet tall, I believe, depending yeah. on the story or the description. 14 yep. foot's pretty tall. 14 feet is the max. All right. That's what I thought. It's pretty large. And proportionally, you're going to have a two-foot cock, right? At least. (laughs) (laughs) So big. (laughs) What's the old uh, Joe C comment from Kid Rock? (laughs) Three foot tall with a ten-foot dick. (laughs) I mean, if he could have a ten-foot dick, imagine what Slenderman had. Things dragging on the ground. Yeah, with fucking Joe C. paving roads with that thing. <laughs> Josie, that was his name, right? Josie, fuck yeah. yeah. Sidecar, so Josie could ride, or whatever the lyric was. When Kid Rock was in the fucking doofus. Oh boy, careful, pal. <laughs> careful, easy, fella. Slenderman gets into this whole thing with kids too, where. Eventually, it gets a little romanticized, and Slenderman's not actually killing these kids. He's just kind of taking them to his own mm-hmm. world where he has this like mansion full of kids he's abducted. Well, you got to soften your story if you want some followers. Sure, and there's yeah, nothing wrong with actually, a- asking a kid to suck your tongue, right? <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew the Dalai Lama was so fucking weird, right? Man. That's a bummer. I read the headline and I was like, I'm clicking off of this. I don't even want to know. I'm not watching any videos. I'm not reading the story. I don't want to know. Other than I saw he apologized, (laughs) which means he said that shit. It was on video. Yeah, I I don't want to watch. I'm not going to see that. Was he just trying to be funny and he's, you know, he's 89 years old, right? Like. But does anybody of any age think that's funny? Like, I don't get it. I, I didn't find it funny. I'm just saying, does when you get to that age, can you sometimes misstep trying to be funny? And you know, well, I, I, w- I think at any age you can misstep being funny. Sure, I do it. I do it all the time. Yeah. And yeah. Thanks I to mean, the editing, the yeah, power we of editing. Are you guys example. never fucking hear it, or else I would have been canceled a long time ago. But I can say, in all fairness, Dave, you've never asked me to suck your tongue. Well, not that you've heard. Yeah, that's true. I say it softly in case you're not reciprocative. <laughs> Reciprative? What is that a word? <laughs> Reciprocating. <laughs> Open to reciprocate. I made up a word. Reciprative. Who would have thought the best part of this conversation was going to be the Dalai Lama telling a kid to suck his tongue, and it was going to be downhill from there. Anyways, we don't need to to, to stay on that. It's just I read the headline and I was like, "That's enough news today." <laughs> Closing that laptop. I'm not even going to get into that. I don't want to know. I don't need to know. That's fucked up. I saw it on Baller Alert. I thought about putting in my story for a minute and making a comment. I'm like, yeah, eh, I'm going to let I it get go. all my news from Baller Alert. It's <laughs> the too. best news source on the planet. <laughs> it's not bad. It really is not bad. It keeps not, me uh, up to date with I would stuff. like to filter stuff like that out of my Baller Alert updates, but we'll see. Anyways, so recover us from that, Ian. Let's see how you get, get us back on track from that one. Creepypasta.com goes further with making it seem real. And they put forth like some Brazilian cave paintings uh, that are clearly not Slenderman, but it builds onto the story and it gives this 
truth that if ancient people saw slender man or something resembling slender man then it could be real there's another big one that gets cited that's these german woodcuts um, that's even cited a lot outside of creepypasta.com in the caption they have on this quote renowned german woodcutter hans frederick Byrne created at least two woodcuts featuring a character he described as the knight during mid 16th century that were discovered in Hausberg Castle in 1883. While Freckenberg was well known for his realistic depiction of human anatomy, something that was unusual among the woodcuts of the time, these pictures featured a skeletal, multi-limbed character. Historians are unsure of the exact symbolic nature of the character, with some claiming that its personification of the religious wars that raged in Europe at the time, while others say it represents the mysterious plagues that have been believed to be the reason for the mysterious abandoning of the Hasselberg Castle in the nearby village in 1543. However, many insist that Freckenberg was attempting to represent the tall man. According to legend, he was a fairy who lived in the Black Forest. Bad children who crept into the woods at night would be relentlessly chased by the tall man, who wouldn't leave them be until he either caught them or they were forced to tell their parents their wrongdoing. Even then, there's a chilling account from an old journal dating from about 1702. Uh, my child, my Lars, he's gone, taken from his bed. The only thing we found was a scrap of black clothing. It feels like cotton, but it's softer, thicker. Lars came into my bedroom yesterday, screaming at the top of his lungs. The angel is outside. I asked him what he was talking about. He told me some nonsense fairy story about the tall man. He said he went into the groves out by our village and found one of my cows dead hanging from a tree. I thought nothing of it at first, but now he's gone. We must find Lars and my family must leave before we are killed. I'm sorry, my son. I should have listened. May God forgive me. The tall man was James Hetfield. Lars met him and joined Metallica. He's, he's, a, he's a worldwide superstar. He's okay. And Nothing happened to Lars. Greatest rock band, one of the greatest rock bands of all time was born, right? <laughs> Lars is too great for himself. Or as Dave will tell you, and I agree, the greatest rock cover band of all time. Garage Day's album of covers was always their best material. I, I, it was good. I like it. It's my favorite. That's my favorite stuff by them. It's not open for discussion, so don't at me. We've it's <laughs> and, and Ian, I don't know, Ian, you had a thought on this on Metallica? No, not really. So it's two out of three. He's not a fan he, of Metallica. He he has no vote. It's official. Metallica, <laughs> good cover band. Let me tell you, the new Metallica songs that they've been releasing are pretty fucking good. I gave up on Metallica uh, post Napster. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> They seem too selfish. Like, you're not going to let me steal your music? Fuck you. Who do you, you guys want to get are? paid? Yeah, who the fuck do you think Capitalist you are? pig. Yeah, sit down, Lars. Lars. Say, is that, if that's even your real name. Lars. So that's kind of a rundown on Slenderman. Um, we talked about the whole mansion idea where kids can go live in a mansion with Slenderman. Like, there's a ton out there. There's a whole world of stuff. There's, you know... There's various characters within that world. I, I know Ben is a big character. Like he's a one of the main Ben Dover. 
<laughs> I think it's just I think his name's just Ben. Oh, it's Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh like he's one of the big characters that like kind of runs shit at Slenderman's mansion, okay. I guess. He's so, like the concierge. He yeah, welcomes yeah. the kids when they when they first get there. <laughs> so yeah, the, there's a whole a whole universe of Slenderman stuff out there. But, Sounds great. But based on this stuff, like if you're 12 years old reading this stuff and you see this gimmick stuff about uh, Brazilian cave paintings, like it's pretty easy to fall for. It's just cool. Yeah. It's cool. Necronomapod is sponsored by BetterHelp. When was the last time you learned something new about yourself? What was that like? How did it make you feel? As people, we're constantly evolving and bettering ourselves. So you shouldn't be surprised when you learn something new. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Perhaps this means professionally, spiritually, mentally, or even just educating ourselves and becoming smarter. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or act the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. BetterHelp therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy a great way to discover more about who you are and empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. So why wait any longer? Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Necro today and get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Necro. The girls we're going to talk about tonight were all 12 years old back in 2014 when this crime happened. And probably the first place to start is with Anissa Weir since she introduced Morgan Geyser to Slenderman. Anissa lived in the same apartment complex as Morgan, and they had recently become friends. The girls rode the same school bus, and they had a lot in common. Both girls were considered outcasts, and people locally in Waukesha, Wisconsin, were on the news you know, quoted as saying that the girls were weird or misfits. I guess it depends on what your version of normal is, but... Anissa didn't have any outward behavior that was considered a warning sign or something to address. Think of 12-year-old girls that hang out at Hot Topic, um, hanging out at the mall, wear cat ears, that that whole. I, you know, like, I don't, is Hot Topic considered an outcast? Like, is that weird? <sighs> I'm not a 12-year-old girl. I don't know yeah. what they, you know, do, but. I'm just saying, like, you can buy that stuff there. You know, yeah, I think if you're a 12 year old girl, not in the popular group, it's probably a little difficult. Yeah, would be my and I think it doesn't matter where you shop. If you're not in the popular group, they're going to turn it on you and and make it awkward or weird or or say you're an outcast. It's probably it's a tough age to be a kid. I think you walked by by Spencer's gifts. (laughs) I saw you walking by Spencer's. (laughs) What are you going to do? Buy a lava lamp? Uh, Waukesha is a pretty small area too, and it's 
from the news articles that I read, it's very, uh, it's like that small town sports oriented, you know? So I, I think it would be even harder for the quote outcast. It's not person. New York city. Right. It's Wisconsin. It's, you know, everyone knows what that means. It's, you know. Right. It's funny. I watched a documentary yesterday and I would have pronounced it. Waukesha. I'm like, Oh, Waukesha. It's going to come in handy tomorrow. <laughs> That's the only reason I knew how to say it. <laughs> Waukesha. <laughs> We'd have been getting the emails. Hey, we dumb motherfuckers. Oh, right. You're Midwesterners. I want to say Waukesha. Good cheese, though, right? Good cheese, probably, going on. Has I would assume. Be. I've never had it, but, yeah. It's probably good cheese. Ed Gein and cheese, man. <laughs> Wisconsin. Put it on his apple pie. That's what they're known Crab for. cakes and football. <laughs> That's what Maryland does. <laughs> Wedding crashers. <laughs> in 2013 Anissa's parents got divorced and in 2014 she was still really down about it and trying to adjust to her new life uh, there were no reports of any abuse or anything like that just a marriage that didn't work out her relationships with her mother and father didn't change or any other family members what we're really talking about what it seems like is a 12 year old that was using the internet as a coping mechanism something to get lost into while other things were going on in life. It is an interesting dynamic in the internet age with kind of being an outcast and, and, and lonely growing up like that. It's a whole different world you can immerse yourself in. Especially with it's, message boards like 4chan or something awful. Even DeviantArt, the comment section. Yeah, and there's tons of content and tons of people to reach out to when you're not so isolated, say, like you were, you know, someone growing up when I did. If you were lonely, mm-hmm. it's a whole new angle to, to it. Yeah. I mean, even at my age, at what, fifth grade, I don't remember how old that is. I can't remember what age I started using the internet regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so fifth grade, you would have been about 11 years old ish. So I still didn't really have access to the internet, you know, at that point. So I didn't grow yeah. up with any of that type yeah. of stuff either. So when you were alone, then you went home and sat in your room and play with your wrestling dolls. Yeah. Yeah. These, these girls had, all, about right. <laughs> yeah. had a that's, whole, you know, simpler times, man. That's simpler a shoot. Times. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, there were action figures. They weren't dolls. <laughs> that's also true. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, a lot, things are a lot different in the past 10, 15 years. So, um, around October 2013, Anissa was playing Minecraft and came across an in-game character called an Enderman. Uh, it's a tall black figure with long legs, long arms, and purple eyes. Just kind of wanders around the world at night, and if you make contact with it, it, it'll attack you. Anissa told a friend about Enderman, and that friend was like, you should check out creepypasta.com and search Slenderman because the Enderman character is based off Slenderman, which it is. That's, that's for real. From there, Anissa started reading about Jeff the Killer, which is another classic creepypasta, terrifying fucking picture. Dude, one yeah. probably <laughs> the best creepypasta picture, Jeff the yeah. Killer. What's that, right? Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is terrifying. Jeff the Killer got lit on fire at a party. And, uh, he's, they doused him with bleach, and he was ignited, and he's a very strange-looking fellow. Yeah, he's uh, he's a scary person. If you want to hear more about that, <laughs> check out our creepy pasta shows on patreon.com slash Necronomapod. It's good stuff. You can hear about Mike and Squidward. 
That was a fucked up one. God, that was dark. So, you know, Jeff is this former child murderer. Part of the lore with Jeff the Killer online are the news articles that make Jeff seem very real. Um, So according to Anissa, the fact that the Jeff story seemed like it was 100% real made her believe that there was a solid chance that Slenderman was real as well. When Anissa and Morgan became friends, they relied heavily on a fantasy world of fandom. They would both kind of live this fantasy life of being friends with fictional characters. Both girls were really into Harry Potter. And Morgan would specifically talk about characters like Voldemort as if he were real. Uh, like She would give him a nickname, called him Voldy for short. Mike thinks he's friends with Chase Elliott. He calls him Chasey. <laughs> it's not that weird. <laughs> Is that weird? No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. I'm normal. Fan accounts DM me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he oversees those, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's real. Still real to me, (laughs) damn it. Morgan also was really big into Star Trek and viewed Spock as like a role model or even like a mentor to look up to. And by her own admission, that the Vulcan death grip and mind control powers that Spock used were 100% real. Spock is 100% someone to look (laughs) up to. I completely agree with that. That death grip was no joke. Mm. Well, if the Von Erichs did it, it would be real, but (laughs) not fucking a fake, you know, Lord of the Rings character. If the Von Erichs did it back down in Texas, like, you know, that old claw, the Von Erich claw, that's ball game, but not this fake shit fucking movies spock put you down man. you're in trouble yeah. who'd he ever beat at wrestlemania <laughs> nobody john cena would pummel him well you've heard of the shocker one in the pink and two in the stink the spocker two in the pink two in the stink that's <laughs> can't beat the spocker that sounds illegal <laughs> that's illegal in at least 40 states <laughs> When Anissa introduced Morgan to Slenderman, the focus shifted from all these other fictitious characters to Slenderman becoming an obsession. We talked about it earlier, how the girls weren't in the popular group, but Anissa didn't get in any trouble. There weren't any issues with her other than multiple teachers said that she was a follower, big follower to, to a fault. When talking about Morgan, every teacher said the word odd. And one of the teachers Jill Weidenbaum later testified that Morgan would do things to disrupt class. Like uh, she would say she was a cat and lick herself, bark like a dog for no reason, or catch bugs and start throwing them at kids. Teachers looked past it to a degree, but Morgan had good grades and was really smart. So, you know, they kind of looked past this stuff, but eventually it got to the point where Jill Weidenbaum reached out to Morgan's parents concerned. Not too long after that, Morgan was suspended for taking a hammer to school. What was she going to do with the hammer? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Maybe she just wanted to fix something. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the park bench had a nail sticking up. She was going to fix it. The way this is presented is not disrupting class like your class clown. Disrupting class where it's like there's something wrong. There's something off Mm -hmm. about this situation. Some more involuntary than trying to be class clown voluntarily. Yeah. Right. Or maybe like a, I don't know, like a, like an outburst 
for attention of, of some sort, but mm-hmm. you know, it's obviously right. misplaced. It's not going to get good attention. Yeah. Anissa introduced Morgan to Slenderman in October of 2013. And by December 2013 or January 2014, they were already talking about doing some sort of a blood sacrifice to appease Slenderman. And then that brings us to Friday, May 30th, 2014. That's pretty quick. This is really quick. That's the one thing about this case and specifically watching the HBO documentary. To me, the way it's portrayed is it at least led me to believe that these girls were obsessed with Slender Man for a really long time, long enough for it to turn into an issue. Gradually. Right. It gradually turned mm-hmm. into an obsession and then it just manifested into something violent. That's not mm. the case. It was quick. It's a quick idea. Mm. It's such an odd thing. Like this Slender Man's not anything all that unique. Like 10, 11, 12, that's prime you know, age for getting into horror and, and related things. Like that was my prime, you know, introduction yeah, so what is into it? horror movies that that age and in and Stephen King novels, which I don't find to be all that different. So what is it about Slender Man that makes it it more appealing then? And what is it about the modern age where this stuff seems more real? Is it because he's he was easy to make those videos and pictures of, so they make it it makes it more believable to them? Yeah, maybe there's just something about this whole universe of 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 how people access information now that that leads them to believe it's real. I guess. Like I can say it about the UFO videos. Like if I see a UFO video online anymore, I'm like, it looks real, but I'm not going to get excited about it because it's so easy to fake something like that and make it look extremely real. Yeah. So when you're 12, 11, I don't think you realize that. Definitely not. It's tough with this changing technology. Yeah. I guess I, I, I can see how you get sucked into this thing where, you know, past generations and Similar content type maybe would not be so quick to think, yeah, this this is reality, yeah. I guess. On Friday, May 30th, 2014, Jill Weidenbaum, the teacher we just talked about, was Morgan's favorite teacher. And after school, Morgan and Nisa stayed behind to help Mrs. Weidenbaum straighten up her class. After that, the girls headed back to Morgan's. Uh, they would be having a sleepover that night to celebrate Morgan's 12th birthday. The sleepover was Morgan, Anissa, and Morgan's best friend, Peyton Lutner, who everyone called Bella. Morgan and Bella had been best friends since first grade, and the only connection Anissa had to Bella was through Morgan. Anissa and Bella weren't really friends. By all accounts, Bella was a typical girl. I guess, you know, the weirdest thing you could say about her was that she drew whiskers on the back of her hands and hold them up and say that she was a cat i mean that's just a kid being a kid that's not yeah, yeah. not weird and she did the whole cat ears thing too wearing cat ears yeah yeah okay look 12 year girls are i weird. didn't know wearing that's cat okay. ears was a weird thing or like it's considered not, weird i mean it's quote. not what you know it's not what the cheerleaders pop. are doing correct I, okay it's an awkward age can you imagine if they had like uh these fucking sean michael shorts available when we were in school Oh, yeah. Like, I've been wearing those every day, and I would have been considered weird. 
but I'm sorry. That's a four-time <laughs> WWE champion. You want a taste of this sweet chin music? I'll knock you the fuck out right now. You won't even see it coming. And as soon as I kick you, you turn around, Ian, boom, suck it. Pedigree. We walk out. We're the champs. Sorry. Does that make us weird? Oh, well. The champs are going home and jerking each other off. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We won. We won the day. We won the day. The Slender Man thing got weird. Um, between Morgan and Bella right off the bat. Bella was scared of Slenderman and would ask Morgan to stop sending her stuff all the time online about Slenderman. But Morgan sent it to her nonstop. Like, depending on what doctor you listen to, Morgan seemed to be getting enjoyment out of scaring Bella. It's like an 11-year-old Mrs. Hildebrand. Like, she won't stop calling. It's like, hey, did you get that? Hello? Did you get my Slenderman pig, Mike? <laughs> Just nonstop. Yeah, non-stop. Creepypastas. Yeah. It's really weird. Hello, I'm Mrs. Hildebrand again. I emailed you Slenderman again. Did you get that? He's trying to open an account for you at the bank. I just need your social security number. <laughs> so after school, all three girls were at Morgan's. The big thing that they were doing that evening was going to Skateland to roller skate, or like they have a DJ that plays music and you just go around in circles. Yeah, that's pretty much what you do at Skateland. That's a good, good description, Ian. You go around in circles. Morgan. You hold hands with your girl. Or you two hold hands with each other wearing your... Uh, oh, yeah. I'd fucking I'd, I'd tell the DJ, hey, turn the lights off, put on green lights, and play Degenerate. <laughs> and tell them to get the fuck off the floor except Ian and I. Are you ready? Just do it. <laughs> Break it down. <laughs> we just go out there. We're just doing suck it to everybody. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dave's sleeping with our dates. <laughs> Whatever. We're cooler. <laughs> yep. So they left around 9.30 p.m. Morgan's dad took them home. When they got back to Morgan's, the girls played on their iPads. They laughed and joked. Just a k- typical kid sleepover. In the morning, it was much of the same. The girls played dress up, ate breakfast, and then went outside to play. The girls were headed to David's Park, not far from the apartment complex that Morgan lived in. Belle was walking ahead of Morgan and Anissa, and at that point, Morgan pulled up the side of her jacket to show Anissa that she had a steak knife from her kitchen. Once they got to the park, the girls went inside one of those concrete bathrooms, like the ones that are pretty much outhouses with walls around them. They smell pretty good. Inside, Morgan tried to hold Bella down, but Bella pushed Morgan away. A couple moments later, Anissa pushed Bella's head off one of the walls, not hard enough to actually accomplish anything other than a kind of, like, what the fuck, why did you do that type response. At that point, Morgan started pacing around the bathroom, singing, so Anissa told Bella to go outside. Anissa comforted Morgan by holding her and petting her like a cat, and the cat thing has gone too far, in my opinion, at this point in the in the story. It's gotten it's, out of hand. It's something. When Morgan and Anissa came out of the bathroom, Bella was waiting for them. Why? I don't know. I don't know if it's that follower thing. Hmm. Like you, uh, you're bouncing my head off the wall. I'm either beating your ass or I'm, I'm probably going to leave. 
I don't know. It's it's yeah, but when you're just kids, like you know, yeah, I guess you put too much trust in people. Like they're yeah. your friends. I mean that Morgan girl. I mean we'll talk about it in a bit, Mike. You don't even know, but she's you know she's very cold about this, and she says she's gullible, and it's sad how gullible she was. Like yeah. it's very cold and matter of fact. Anissa suggested that they play hide and seek. Bella agreed, and the girls walked to the end of Big Ben Road. That road dead ended into some woods, but like those really shitty woods where there's buildings that have popped up around them. So, like, if you walk through those woods for suburban about suburban corner woods, yeah, if you walk <laughs> yeah. through those for about a mile, you'd end up at the Waukesha Walmart on the other side. Who doesn't want to go there? <laughs> also, an adventure and probably its own story. While they were playing. Morgan handed the knife to Anissa, but Anissa gave it back to Morgan and said that she couldn't do it. Morgan responded, quote, I'm not going to until you tell me to. Anissa started to walk away, and when she got to about five feet away, she said, quote, Kitty, now go ballistic, go crazy. At that point, Morgan told Bella, quote, don't be afraid. I'm only a little kitty cat and stabbed Bella 19 times with a steak knife. This was like a really vicious attack. This wasn't slashing or anything like that she was stabbing hard she hit bella's stomach her liver and came millimeters away from hitting a major artery that would have killed bella within minutes like she just had to push just a tiny bit harder and she would have killed her mm. immediately pretty much Man. according to morgan and anisa bella yelled quote i hate you and i trusted you as she tried to get up anisa gently grabbed bella by her arm and guided her farther into the woods and told her to lay down Morgan and Anissa walked to the Walmart on the other side of those woods, cleaned off as much blood as possible, and filled water bottles that they had brought with them, fully believing that they had killed Bella, just left her for dead. Meanwhile, Bella was on the verge of dying. She crawled out of the woods and made it back to Big Ben Road, where it dead ended, and thankfully there was a guy riding his bike and saw her on the side of the road. We got the 911 call that he made. 911. What's the address of your emergency? Waukesha County, Lynn. I'm transferring over a caller on Big Bend at the dead end just south of Rivera. Okay. Came upon a 12-year-old female. She appears to be stabbed. She appears to be what? Stabbed. Stabbed? Correct. Okay. Sir, you still there? Yes. Hi, sir. So is are you with this 12-year-old female? Yeah. She says she's having trouble breathing. She said she was stabbed multiple times. Stabbed multiple times? Yeah. Okay, sir, are you with her right now? Yes. Is she awake? She's awake. Is she um, breathing? Yeah, she's breathing. She said she can take shallow breaths. She's alert. Okay, stay with her. We're sending the police department. Don't hang up, okay? Oh, Hold on we'll just a minute. Up. Don't hang up. Okay. Okay. Hold on just a minute, sir. We're sending officers. Oh. Is there any assailant around? Ah, uh, I didn't even look. I don't see anybody. It's a dead Okay, stay stay right with her, sir. Is she on the ground or is she standing up? No, she's laying on the grass. Laying on the grass. Stay right with her. Just let me know if she is remaining conscious or not, okay? Okay. Is there any bleeding going on? Her clothing has got blood on it. Where are the wounds? Do you see where the wounds are? No, I'm, I don't know if I should be rolling her over and checking or not. Do you know where? Okay, just stay with her and just let me know if she's conscious or alert or stops breathing or anything. Hold on, I'm going to talk to the ambulance. Police are also en route. Okay, thank you. I'm bothering you at all? 
My shade? Okay. Uh, Either very Okay. Just keep her in that position. Just let me know on her breathing. Okay. What's your name, sir? My name? Your name. My name. Okay, were you just passing through? Yes. Okay, and you found her and she was just laying there? Yes. Okay. Okay, so you see any active bleeding or blood spurting out or anything like that? No, unless it's underneath or I just see dried blood. Okay, just dried blood. Okay. Okay, is she still breathing? Is she still alert? Yeah. Okay, stay with her. Stay with her. Keep an eye on her. Hold on just a minute. Do not hang up, sir. Okay, I will not. Who did that to you? Or don't you want to talk? And she didn't say who did this or how it happened? I don't know. I don't know if she wants to be talking. I started to ask okay. her, and then that's okay. If she's, if she's she, trying to save her energy, I think. Okay, but you see nobody else around you. Are you clearly visible? They pull down that road towards the dead end that they'll see you. I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't. Are, hear you. are you clearly visible when they come down there so they see you? I'm gonna have. I got a gold flashlight on my bicycle. I'll shine that towards any emergency vehicle I see. And I'll be, I'll be standing in the middle of the road. You're in the middle of the road? And where is she, in the side of the road? Yeah, she's on the grass. It's a okay. little a little trail I take on my bicycle. Okay, okay, see. Don't hang up, sir. Just stay right with me. Okay. And let me know immediately if you see anything else suspicious in the area, a car, a person, anything. All right. Keep your eyes open. Was anyone coming or leaving or any cars coming or leaving when you came upon her? Um, no. Nothing? No. So were you on foot walking by, or did you pull up in a car? Bicycle. You were on a bicycle? Yeah. How did you see her? Did you just... She's right in the middle of the little path I take. Middle of the little path. Okay. Yeah. There's a squad car coming now. Okay. The squad car coming? Okay. Flag the squad car down. Protect her. Here he's coming. Does she have a bike or anything with her? No, I don't see it. One sandal is off, but, you know, maybe three feet away from her. Okay, flag that officer down. I'm going to let you go. Okay, you meet with him right now, okay? Okay, thank, thank you. you. That guy's incredibly calm. Very calm. She's also very lucky. I'm guessing there's probably not a lot of people or bicyclists that take that path through the, you know, through those woods behind Walmart or whatever it is. Like, she yeah. might just blood out there yeah, right. if not for this guy. Yeah, and it's a really, like, the road is that shitty little gra- like the little pebbles of gravel yeah everyone you can know? picture what yeah. a dead end road like that on the side of some little right yeah then not a lot of traffic to there so Mm-mm. seems pretty lucky officer dan klein was the first to arrive on scene and once bella was at the hospital detective michelle trasoni was waiting for her detective trasoni immediately started questioning bella asking her who did this in case bella died from her injuries Bella was able to tell her that Morgan and Anissa were the ones who attacked her. Detective Trisoni's partner, Detective Tom Casey, went to Morgan's home to see if the girls were there. Morgan's mom explained to him that the girls had a sleepover and they were out playing, so they weren't home. At that point, a large-scale search went underway because the police thought that there could be very well be a chance that Morgan and Anissa could be hurt, that maybe... Bella said, you know, what she said wasn't accurate because sure, she was in sure. shock. So maybe, and all three of them got attacked right, and right. they were dead out there somewhere, which, you know, is what you would assume. That would make more sense than this. Right. Around 3 p.m. that afternoon, police found Morgan and Anissa walking to Nicolette National Forest. 
And the girls had been walking for about five hours at that point, which this is completely absurd because Nicolette is a four hour and 30 minute drive from Waukesha. There's no way anybody's walking that far. They had your navigational skills, Ian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh yeah, home's just around the corner here. (laughs) Four and a half hours later. Am I in Pennsylvania? (laughs) Did I ever tell you guys, the guys, or you guys about the time when I was living down in Steubenville for a minute and I was driving up to, uh, up here to Cleveland. I, bu- I believe you have, but please tell us again. And I was just like, just driving away, <laughs> listening to the radio and shit, hanging out. Uh, and then I started seeing West Virginia bridges <laughs> and, <laughs> and signs for Mountaineer. And I'm like, fuck, I'm in West Virginia. I'm down here. <laughs> By the bridge to cross over the river. Literally the complete opposite direction of the highway you need to be in. Yeah, 100% opposite. Yeah. That's before GPS existed and stuff. I was relying on MapQuest printed out. Ah, uh, printed MapQuest, the good yeah. old days. No, you relied on yourself, really, <laughs> to follow yeah. MapQuest. I'm yeah. sure MapQuest was correct. Probably, You didn't yeah. follow it. Well, that, you know... E in your car navigation you know, compass instead of the N might have been a hint. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> hmm, I'm going east. That's weird. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's right. It knows better. <laughs> Police took Morgan and Anissa to separate rooms, and the detectives had no idea what they were dealing with. Um, Detective Casey even was on uh, I can't it was on some type of a show but detective Casey was on saying that he thought it could be like over a boy or something like anything in the world other than slender man of course right <laughs> that's insane also i believe that the parents gave them permission to talk to them which right the parents gave them permit the girls let permission? them talk to the girls without them cool. it was kind of, i'm not 100% sure it was kind of implied in that documentary that they talk to the parents before they put them in rooms. Yeah, and there was some debate on the Miranda rights mm-hmm. being read to Morgan. Um, I know that Detective Casey guy said that it, it, it sounded like, yeah, the Miranda rights should have been read, but it didn't matter because she just stabbed another girl and you're not, you just don't get to yeah. walk out of the room at that point once you're fully admitted to doing it. That's not how it works, Detective Casey. Yeah, that's not. You still got to go through the process. I get that. Like, you're pissed off about something. But Look, parents, I don't care what your kid did. Don't ever give the police permission to speak to your kid alone in a room without you and, and or attorney your attorney present. there. Ever. Yeah, I, I don't agree. care what the scenario is. Don't fucking do it. We're not taking even sides here. That's just. There's no sides. You it's doing. your kid. You shouldn't allow the police to interrogate them without an attorney or yourself present. Ever. I don't care what it is. Yeah. I tell my kids from the youngest age that don't ever talk to the police if I'm not there, ever. I don't care what happened. Don't do it. Detective Casey questioned Morgan, and Detective Tresoni interviewed Anissa. Morgan, right off the bat, asked if Bella was alive or dead, and when questioned, she said that she was just wondering. However, it didn't take Morgan long to just admit to what she, had, uh, to what she and Anissa had done. Same for Anissa. But both girls were pointing the finger at each other. The apathy and just the casualness of the, the the interviews with the police is really astounding. Just 
I just try to put myself back, you know, 11, 12 years old and kind of be scared shitless of the police. And they're just Morgan more so than, than the other girl, but just the, eh. yeah. And it's only a couple it's hours wild. after yeah. doing this. Like you just stab someone like this and it's just like, eh. and they're just nonchalantly asking, Oh, just wondering, are they yeah. alive or dead? The calmness and the apathy is it's, it's pretty amazing. Morgan was really putting it all on Anissa. Morgan wouldn't even say the name Slenderman. All she said was that they did it to appease the man Anissa would talk about. She said that Anissa told her this man would kill both of their families if they didn't sacrifice someone to him. In the other room, Anissa just straight up told Detective Trisoni, we did this to appease Slenderman. And she started telling Trisoni all the Slenderman details and lore. The cop's like, what, what, what? <laughs> slender, slender, what? <laughs> she also admitted that she was the one who showed Morgan Slenderman. She added that just like Morgan, she really believed in Slenderman. When asked more specifically as to why they had to appease Slenderman by sacrificing someone to him, both girls said that they needed to prove themselves worthy as proxies. In the Slender Man world, a proxy is someone who has proven themselves worthy to Slender Man, and you're kind of like his slave type thing, and you get to live in his mansion. And the girl said that that mansion was in Nicolette Park. Let me ask you, are there regional variations of Slender Man? Why does Slender Man live in, Wisconsin, in a Wisconsin National Park? Yeah, there's no... Like, if I'm in California, does he live in... You know, but isn't a park that like in California? Like a lot of cryptids we've covered, there's all the regional folklore of it, right? Like he's a creepy pasta. Yeah, though. but this is a little different, I think. Is it? I don't know. He's just a story. Like those are the yeah. He's just a like those cryptids are are regional. Like you got the the frogman or whatever we have in Ohio. And, and there's an account. Someone's like, oh yeah, I saw the frog. Yeah, man. I saw him here by this river or whatever. It's just yeah. odd that. But then doesn't any, every region take their own version of something and make it more, because it's, it's not scary if it doesn't affect That's you. That's my question. Right? Are like, there regional variations to this story that, that someone in Wisconsin would think that it was local to them where... That's what I did. I couldn't find anywhere. Like, did someone in New Mexico, like, oh, a Slender Man lives in White Sands <laughs> Air Force Base yeah. area or whatever it is. I mean, I, I mean, would... Clearly, they thought that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's what they saw and believed. I would think that Slender Man's mansion is just in a different dimension, right? There's it, there can't be a specific location. It's like a Stranger Things kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's in the upside down or whatever. Yeah. Um it's just interesting that they thought it was a physical location by them yeah. in their state. And they both pointed the fingers at each other as to who came up with that idea that the the mansion was in Nicolette Forest. So maybe maybe that's not even a thing. They just talked themselves into that and said, "Oh, it must be there if it's if it's, it's in a forest somewhere." Yeah, it, it must be. That's the forest they knew. That makes more sense. Worked themselves into a shoot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a serious shoot. They certainly worked themselves into. <laughs> The HBO documentary focuses a lot on whether or not the girls should be tried as adults. The one thing it leaves out is that Morgan and Anissa had actually been planning this for six months in advance. Like almost as soon as Anissa found out about Slenderman, they they kicked off 
this. We need to sacrifice somebody. And regardless who said it first, because they both point the fingers at each other, they both admitted that Bella was the victim for six months. They would whisper to each other in public, use code words as like an inside joke. For knife, they used the word cracker. For killing, they used the word itch. Stuff like that. Mm. It took like a year for the judge to rule on whether they'd be tried as an adult, right? There's a lot of mental health examinations going on. Sure, sure. I I don't know. I have I have thoughts on whether you can charge a twelve year old as an adult. I have a lot. Didn't we? I have a lot of thoughts on this debate (laughs) on uh, patreoncom slash pod not too long ago. (laughs) We may have. We had a whole thing discussion on this. I don't even know if it was a debate. I think we all fell on the same. It was a seventeen year old. I have maybe different thoughts on a twelve year old. Yeah, I I agree. But the way it's a juvenile is a juvenile is a juvenile, and the way the law is written is yeah. We'll talk about it at the end of the show. I think. I'm curious to see what Ian thinks about this. (laughs) (laughs) the original plan was when they got home from skating they were gonna put duct tape over bella's mouth stab her to death and then just leave her in morgan's bed and take off to nicolette forest they decided against that idea because they were quote too sleepy and tired from skateland i get it i'm always too tired to do a murder lucky for you two yeah i get it after skateland day after you go (laughs) skating around for a while like, right, too I'll, tired to do I'll a do kill. a murder next time I yeah. see these guys. <laughs> too tired tonight. I, I, mean, I got to take these roller skates off and put them away before the guys come over. <laughs> the girls revealed everything we talked about regarding what happened with the attack. On those tapes, you can see Anissa's crying and visibly upset about what they had done. And when she finds out that Bella survived, you can see in the interrogation tapes that there's like the sense of relief that comes over her. On the other hand, Morgan had zero emotion at all. Uh, She would say things like, quote, I already told you, stab, 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 stab. It was weird. I felt no remorse. I thought I would. I actually felt nothing. She also talked about how it was like hitting air. She was just going for it. Mm. She also had a really odd reaction when she found out that Bella survived. She showed absolutely no emotion that whole time. But then when she found out, her head like shakes it like does like a quick like five back and four shakes at the police officer and then she goes back to nothing yeah that whole thing is very strange mm. it's really weird her reaction to that the girls were charged as adults with attempted first degree intentional homicide and taken to west bend juvenile facility when police were searching morgan stuff they found notebooks filled with drawings of slender man and writings including a list of Things they would need to get to Slenderman's mansion, like flashlights and stuff like that. <clears throat> Police also found an email that Morgan had sent to Anissa telling her to clear out her browser history. Hey, clear out your scent box, pinhead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Uh, when looking through the search histories, Anissa's wasn't terrible. She said some questionable stuff on YouTube. You know, her YouTube comments, some of it could be kind of raise an eyebrow too does anybody's youtube comments actually show up good though like it seems <laughs> I, like youtube is a cesspool if you're commenting on youtube you've made wrong choices in life you have yeah we have some good comments on youtube <laughs> like uh spoiler alert we don't autumn breeze what was the name uh autumn fragrance autumn fragrance you know who you are autumn fragrance casey call me <laughs> 
that the Casey stuff? I don't yeah, remember that. that. That was Casey. She's well, Autumn Fragrance. She's a big fan of She us. wrote paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. Mm-hmm. In okay. defense of Casey. Oh, Anthony. yeah. Casey, we know it's you. That email address was from like, the account was linked to like Palm Springs. Yeah. <laughs> it's her. On the other hand, Morgan's search history was wild. Detective Casey said that there were thousands of searches on how to get away with murder. Oh, boy. How about clear your own history, tuts? What are you doing? Ever hear of a VPN? <laughs> that was Morgan's history? Yeah, Morgan's And she history. was the one telling Anissa to clear her history? Yeah. Oh. Eh. Hmm. Okay. You ever hear of a Tor browser, Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> There's this other thing that she does that's really weird. Um, Detective Casey leaves her alone for a while and uh, gives her some food. It's like takeout with a styrofoam thing with uh, there's like fries in there and stuff. Mm. She like picks up the fries and starts playing with them like they're dolls and stuff and like nibbling one bite at a time. Just really odd behavior. It's very strange. You're talking about a couple hours after you just killed you think that you killed your yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. A 12-year-old girl. Mm. Well, not even her friend, though, right? An accomplice, kind of, because she was friends with Anissa. No, this was her best friend from Morgan. Morgan's best friend was Bella. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. There's something yeah. very just strange about all of it. She's dancing around in there. Like, the whole the video's very odd. In the fall of 2014, Morgan was moved to the Winnebago Mental Health Institute to determine whether or not she was competent to stand trial. There, she was diagnosed with early onset childhood schizophrenia. Is that a mobile institute? They drive around? Yeah, my I was when I saw that name, I'm like, what kind of name is that? But <laughs> oh, we're camping today. Um. <laughs> In the documentary, they talk about her seeing ghosts at three years old, and then ghosts can, or she could like feel these ghosts and things like yeah, that. Yeah. 0.4% of children experience childhood schizophrenia. Usually in males, it shows up between, it's the same for bipolar disorder. It shows up between 19, you know, starting at 19 up until your 30s. Women, it's a little longer, can go from, you know, 20, you know, mid 20s to 35. It That's, doesn't show up so at this three is, years old. This is young. That's, this That's is young. Typical. Yeah. 0.4%. And it would be easy to find a doctor that would not diagnose her. It would be really easy to find a psychiatrist that would say, yeah, I, I don't know. It's too early to tell. That's one of the arguments against the people that support Morgan that say that the the courts just buried her on purpose and they're locking her down. Mm-hmm. They were court appointed psychiatrist and stuff if the court really wanted to bury her they could have found someone that wouldn't have diagnosed her by everybody's account she was diagnosed there's at least three psychiatrists that have diagnosed her with having early onset schizophrenia so it's rare but it is possible it's possible you have three different psychiatrist diagnosing her right well a 12 year old girl stabbing her best friend is rare too right yeah like it lines up yeah i mean short of saying this is just an evil child like you you have doctors saying there might be something going on here yeah i i understand that 
the girls were tried as adults and in 2017 they both took plea deals where they were found uh, quote not guilty by mental disease or defect anisa was sentenced to 25 years to life in a state-ran mental health facility and morgan was sentenced to 40 years to life in a state-ran mental health facility where everyone landed on this or the majority of people landed on this was that this was a shared delusion that Morgan truly believed in this to the point where she felt that she had to do this to appease Slenderman or Slenderman would hurt her family. Right. Uh, and Anissa was such a follower that she, it would turn into a shared delusion where she actually started believing in Morgan's delusions. Very, very rare between friends for that to happen. It's common in like a household. Mm -hmm. Like you get a, like say someone schizophrenic, bipolar gets a delusion and they go with it so long and subject people like your wife or your husband can start to believe your delusion too. And watching the documentary, various psychologists or whatever kind of said that, if you had a bigger friend group, this probably wouldn't happen because you're talking to more people. Like if you had, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten friends, you're talking to all kinds of people and this kind of doesn't take root. But because they're this friend group, you know, just the two of them is so insular, they're only talking to each other and kind of building off each other's thoughts and fear. Well, you know, whatever builds this sort of delusion. Makes us allows like, it to like grow. the three of us sit in a room and we feel like we are successful human beings <laughs> <laughs> because we're delusional. And it's just the three of us. There's no one else to tell us like, "Hey, fuck, fuck wads." <laughs> You're not that great, but I get that makes sense. Like I get that. It's just the two of them, and you feed off each other. And yeah. if one of you is a follower and somebody else is believing into something, it's funny in the interviews. It was framed differently like morgan was more the innocent one anisa introduced her to all this and kind of brought to her the idea that slender man would kill her family and stuff but maybe it was actually the opposite huh there's this very focused effort on morgan there's something about her that people have latched on to where she's the innocent one here and she needs to have justice served for her and everybody else. And like those, that group of people are kind of like fucking Issa, you know, we don't, she's not a real friend. It's very odd. I don't understand it, but mm. well, people are odd. I, I mean, this is odd. This is weird. I mean, really we're talking, you know, well, what's crazy is like, we'd be having the same debate if they were all adults. We're now throwing in the wrench. They're all kids, which just makes us even more complicated. And like, how do you handle this situation? Like on the, on the, you know, uh, hearing the story for the first time, like, I'm like, fucking, this is insane. I feel so awful for Bella and we all still do, but like, this is crazy. These kids are evil and you know, they're so criminal and bad, but then you think about it and it's like, well, they did a terrible thing, obviously, but what led them to do that? You know, there's, there's 12 year old girls. Yeah. They're not adults who it's, it's easier to slap that evil label on adults when they go on and, and do their shitty things. Um, I think in a lot of situations, maybe a little preemptive here. I don't think you can charge 12 year old girls as adults. I have no issue in, with it in this case. I, I, I suspect as you would say that I don't think that's, <laughs> 
I don't think it's appropriate to take 12 year old girls and put them in adult court. I don't think that that's right. And also my question here with these sentences, do not guilty by reason of whatever usually carry mandatory or, or fixed sentences like that. Yeah. Like I thought I, you're just remanded to state hospitals until you're, you know, deemed to be no longer mentally insane. Is that, I'm sure that varies by state. I mean, it does, and yeah, we have it does, this it certainly discussion seem, all the time. Yeah, it certainly doesn't seem like it here. Like they were given a time in yeah, a state like run that fixed mental sentence facility. is something I, I'm not sure I I I was familiar with. Well, Ed Gein was from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and his sentence was life, but he didn't have to go to prison. He just went to a mental health facility. Okay, but he wasn't all ever right. getting out again. I, and I'm I'm sure that's different from state to state. Or in federal court, even like John Hinckley shot President Reagan, mm-hmm. was found not guilty by reason of insanity, and he was sent to a mental hospital until such time as they deemed him, you know, whatever the term is, able suitable to be, to be re- suitable to be society. remanded back to society. Sure. Yep. It wasn't a fixed sentence per se. I do, but I feel like this is probably a state by state thing. Yeah, I'm, right? sure, like, I'm sure just, it is. I'm sure it is. It, it is weird though that. Like somebody like that, you're like you're shooting the president, and you get a, a set time, or or you get oh when when you're fixed you'll be out. You got two young girls here. That's right. Who c- clearly did something awful, and I don't mean to to minimize that. Like they did something horrible to this poor uh, Bella girl, but then saying you know forty years. Well, what what if she, what if she is rehabilitated in ten? Now what are you doing to her for thirty years? Yeah. I don't think I, uh, 40 years to life for a 12-year-old girl is an appropriate sentence. But let's finish the story, and then uh, well, we, we can talk about it further. But it's also 40 years in a, in a mental health facility. So, again, uh, it's true. like a rehab facility. So when they if, they if they did deem you rehabilitated, appropriate back to be back with society and, you know, civilization... So now what? Now, oh, because the court order says 40 years. You know, I, I think that's different than 40 years locked up. I think that's right. I think it's subject to parole. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's appeals that have been made and and stuff like that. And based off of um, based off things like that on September 13th, 2021, Anissa was released with a whole bunch of. There you go. Conditions. She had 25 to life and she's already out. She has 24-hour GPS monitoring required, um, and she's not to leave Waukesha County without permission. She has her internet usage monitored, and she's not allowed to use any form of social media. She'll never be able to follow Mike Namapod on Instagram. What kind of life is that? Not a good one. Is it even worth living? <laughs> good. I, I couldn't imagine that. <laughs> Anissa is also required to take medication and be personally escorted to regular counseling sessions by a caseworker. And she's also required to live with her father during all that probation. Her father seemed like a pretty good guy based on the documentary. I, I saw the one reporting I read had a psychologist that, that testified in the case said that her parents meant well, but they didn't understand what was actually going on behind the scenes. And I think that's fair for a lot of parents. I think you, I think Look, even the most, I, I'd res- like to meet the parent that knows what's going on behind the scenes of their 11, 12 year old daughter. 
I, I think everybody yeah. means well. Every you know the great parents that always mean well, but you don't know everything. You can't. Of course not. I I don't think any of this behavior prior to the stabbing is any you know like out of bounds or anything. That's you know formative years where that's where you get into this kind of stuff. It's cool. Horror stuff's cool. Well, creepy pastas are fucking cool. But and again, I only I didn't read the notes ahead of time. I was wondering as we go. Did did they was there not talk of them planning this six months ahead of time? Yeah, talking about wanting out. the sacrifice. That's different. Than there is, but I think just the, getting into stuff. Sure, sure. But I think the source material, a lot of people say, Oh, you let your eleven year old watch the you know, you're not monitoring her, she's watching creepy yeah, she's looking at creepy pot. Like that's loose. That's that's there's not a lot on that. Yeah. Like no. I don't think that's like, yeah, I was reading Stephen King books when I was 10 years old. Is that any different? It's not. I watched Monday Night Raw when Val Venus got castrated. We were fine. (laughs) We were fine. Couldn't wait. I I was, I was 12, 13 years old. I was watching, you know, Sable burn tits out. Like, well, that was probably good stuff though. I mean, I'm like, it's just prime age to get into this kind of stuff. And, the fact that it doesn't mean that you're going to start acting out violently because no, because 99.99 percent of kids are not and it's, right it's it's it's, it, it's not right to, to to blame parents for allowing you to, to view content like that at that age earlier in 2021 the wisconsin supreme court denied an appeal uh, morgan's lawyers made that morgan gave statements to detective casey before her miranda rights were read uh, as far as the last reporting goes Morgan's mother says that treatment has worked for Morgan and feels that Morgan should be released because she isn't a threat. Courts feel otherwise, and it's been reported that she still feels no sympathy or remorse for what she's done. I don't know. There's a there's a Facebook group mm-hmm. set up that's in support of her. Um, there's about three thousand people in there. What is, I don't they, they they seem odd. I will say that there's a support group for her. They want her to be. Um, you know, released that she should have never been tried as an adult. I don't often get to be on the uh, outside and like moderate debates. Usually I feel like it's Dave and I debating things, <laughs> but I want to hear more about this. Uh, you do not believe Dave that a 12 year old could be, should be charged as an adult. And you Ian think they should be or could be. Let me just say first that the fact that you can't even fake a little bit of remorse kind of to forward yourself getting out of this mental place, I think it's a sign that there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Like you're not Maybe even not understanding the seriousness. You're not of it understanding either. your At situation or what options you maybe should be taking to get out of this current situation. If you don't understand that, maybe you should exhibit a little remorse for what you've done at this point after almost 10 years. Then I think you're. Let clear, me ask you this: You're clearly, you know, and I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm just asking. You have also said, though, I think you and Ian both have said, with regards, to like when we talk about capital punishment, you think some people are just born evil. Could 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 this be a situation? And it, or if there was someone that you thought was born evil at 12 years old, how do you address that? Maybe. That's a heavy question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mean to get, that's a real fucking heavy question. <laughs> that's a really good question. I don't know that that's a determination you can make when someone's 12 years old. So then what, so then you, at that point, then you're looking to rehabilitate because 
you're clearly, if you don't agree I with think, locking them up forever, so. you try to rehabilitate still at 12 years old. Like there's, if you're six years old and you do something like this, like criminal laws don't apply to you. There's no statute that applies to six-year-olds. You're just going to get sent home. Like if you murder your one-year-old brother when you're six, yeah. and I'm kind of generalizing here, I think, because I'm sure it differs, whatever. Like those laws murder laws don't apply to people under a certain age i don't know that adult criminal laws should apply to a 12 year old and ian you are of the mindset sometimes too where some people are just born evil yeah and you said in this show you agree with maybe her being charged as an adult so what do you think about that i don't know that she is necessarily born evil i you know i don't i don't know that I, I know in Ohio, 12 years old is where kids start being able to be tried. Ele- as adults? As adults. 11, charged with a crime. 11 gets weird. There's like this gray area with 11, and then under 11 is like... It's anarchy. Yeah. 12 years old is when you can start, when it starts being an issue. And I mean, maybe it seems like it is in, in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, a juvenile crime. Or an adult crime. An adult crime. At least in Ohio. Like, then what's the definition of adult? Like, how can a twelve-year-old? I've been saying that's what we talked about on the Patreon. Like, it's it doesn't make sense. It, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Necronalpod. What, what are you going to do with what them? What episode though? did we I have? Know, what, what was the episode? What do you do with them if she pushed the knife just a tiny bit farther and killed her? I I don't. What do you I, do with? I don't them know. Then? I'm not sure a twelve-year-old can be charged with capital murder under adult laws either i'm not sure I don't, I don't. i'm not saying put him to death i'm just saying like the 25 to life is fine with me i don't know i go back and forth on this i'm not, I'm not sure there's no right answer i don't think there's yeah, a right this is answer. one of the few times where you I, guys have had different opinions and i, I don't know where i fall on it like, i don't I think get. i'm right i'm not 100 percent either way i a 12 year old girl who was clearly mentally Im- imbalanced in some way i think i don't know that you can should be trying her as an adult i might be wrong if she would have killed bella does that change things though i don't think so no and so that you would say that at 18 she can be back walking around maybe or- the, the the getting out when you're 18 convicted of a juvenile murders maybe maybe that's what needs to be changed i don't really have a good answer here there's, there's no yeah. good answer and i don't know so there's a lot of people uh, in that community and there's other, there's kind of a half and half situation where people think that Morgan is putting on with the schizophrenia a bit. Three doctor, three that I know of doctors said she has it. So I'm not going to say that she doesn't, yeah. I'm not going to debate that. But my feeling with this is the way they planned it out and the fact that they had code words that they would use and joke around in public and by the end of both of their interviews, they had both admitted to police that Slender Man was not real. They had both willingly said that. Um, was this in interviews with their parents or attorneys present or? No. Just on their own? Yeah. So they're a little less delusional than we thought, perhaps? I, I think Morgan probably really does have schizophrenia. I think she does. Her father had schizophrenia, so it's right. genetic. Like I said, I'm not going to debate what a doctor says. Sure. But... I do feel that these girls just wanted to kill someone. I think they got it in their heads that they wanted to kill someone. And then this was the reason why. And they 
took the steps to actually kill her and especially Anissa led her down to the woods further deeper into the woods so she wouldn't be found and they just walked away yeah there's no clear evidence of who said slender man was going to kill their whole family do you think it's possible that they just wanted to kill someone and the slender man was an afterthought as a as a post-murder excuse or something like that i don't think so because there's a lot of slender man drawings going on i just i personally believe that they did not 100 percent believe that they were going to slender man's mansion and that they were you know going to become these proxies for slender man and things i think that the culture of 4chan and that whole world that i joke about and say it's neck beards and stuff it is though it's that incel world it's extremely fucking toxic and there's nothing wrong with wearing cat ears and there's nothing wrong with being a quirky Mm. teenage girl but that is what a lot of that that part of the internet is it's this really dark toxic shit and that's what they were engaging in and i think somewhere through that internet searching you know, especially if being on 4chan and things like that, you're going to come across dark stuff like murder and whatever. No, yeah. I think that's what it is. I think that's what this is. I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with me on that, but well, who gives a shit? It's your opinion. Yeah. You're allowed I mean, to that's, that. that's how I feel. I, I actually We've had a very it, fair conversation tonight. So who gives a shit? I, I actually found it extremely irritating watching those two girls talk in that documentary because the whole time I had Are this they like talking like now like no no though watching the interrogation tapes like there was a big part of like the parent side of me going bullshit like i'm calling bullshit on almost everything you two are saying right now there's no fucking way that you believe that slender man's mansion is in those woods okay and that's why you did this that that, that's fair i don't disagree with your assessment i don't disagree with yours either because i'm just not sure i'm comfortable the 12 year old being charged as an adult in a murder case, and they and weirder things have, weirder things have happened, right? They could definitely have really believed that, you know. I mean, yeah. we've talked about weirder things on this show. I think that that's just my personal I think, experience with the internet and children and everything else. My personal experience led me to watch that documentary and say, "Bullshit." Yeah, that's that's fair. I did see on Morgan's support Facebook. So I was. I was browsing that last night that she had an appeal, but she withdrew it. Like there was an appeal set up for her. And then she said, no, I don't want to appeal that. So that's where kind of where she stands. Mm. Any the, up, updates on Bella? Like how's she doing? So yeah. end with good news about her. She was recently proud. She talked in 2019 about this i watched the interview yeah she was getting ready to go to college so presumably she's in college she will require plastic surgery at some point for all of her wounds but there was like a gofundme type Mm. thing set up and she had raised you know pretty quickly raised the money she would need to get all the scarring fixed i feel like that should come out of a state victims fund or something similar yeah i agree like yeah, I mean, thankfully, it should be a GoFundMe to have to pay for that. Yeah, but you know, thankfully, she survived. Could have been a lot worse. How dumb do you feel when you grow? Like, like think about the stuff you did when you were twelve. 
So you're like, oh, what a dumbass I was. But I, <laughs> how do you feel like when you grow up and like, yeah, I tried to kill someone for Slender Man. Dude, honestly, like, you're like, really? I am a, <laughs> I'm an avid lurker on 4chan on the paranormal board. I have been for years. Does 4chan still exist? Like that's still a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm not a neck beard. I've, you know. Oh, your beard is clearly trimmed above. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like good, good beard going on there. I, I, you know, lurk on that fucking site forever. And I remember when Slender Man stuff first started popping up on all of those websites and watching the documentary. I'm like this, it like hurts to even try to wrap my mind around how fucking stupid this is. The whole idea is just so dumb. That's all I kept thinking when I was watching the documentary. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so fucking stupid. You didn't believe that. There's no way. At least in my opinion. Yeah. Let's so just, you're really on that argument of they were just maybe they were looking for a kill. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, that, there's I mean, more than enough people on that fucking, on those type of websites that talk shit like that. And you know a handful of them are I mean, that genuine. makes it a whole different story then. I think the fact, I think the things that the HBO documentary left out, like the fact that she said to clear out her browser history, even though they didn't, yeah. but she still told her to, they had been planning it for an extended period of time. Yeah. I would buy into the, the delusion, the shared delusion more if they had been playing, if they had been doing the slender man stuff for a very long time before at least a couple months before they came up with the plan they came yeah. up they started talking about s- sacrificing bella pretty quick after finding out who slender man was I, so I think slender man's an excuse not really the inspiration in my opinion all right that's fair look documentaries leave out all kinds of stuff that fucking making a murderer. Oh, I know. Stephen Avery. Stop. There's so many fucking requests. <laughs> Don't even go down that road. Stephen Avery uh, is 100% well, guilty of Dave killing just, that woman. Dave just sold out of fucking out. doubt. Dave, there goes our June. I'm not doing that show. The guy is 100%. The stuff they left out of that documentary is absurd. <laughs> yeah. He is 100% guilty. He's right where he belongs. I Spoiler agree alert. 100%. Spoiler alert. I haven't seen any of that, but I just listened to what Dave and Ian say. So. <laughs> I guess I agree with he him. He absolutely is guilty. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't disagree. I'm just saying I have not seen I don't seen even want to hear it. Don't even come at us with that They're stuff. going to now, that pal. Is you just opened up a guilty. can of worms. 100% guilty. Well, Declan, good luck on Instagram this week. You get a lot of DMs. All right, Dave, what do you got? Patreon. I have a bunch of new Patreon shoutouts. Thank you to new patrons. Justin Griffin, Autumn, Logan Patton, Carly Austin, Joseph Williams, Dr. Sour Nacho, Cord Sundin, Tanner Martinez, Sage Tower, Brandy Hyde, Kelly Park, Raphael Jamal Habib the Regosaurus. Hell yeah. Regosaurus. Stop staring at us, Ian. The animals at the zoo. Send you a message. I like staring at them. <laughs> What the fuck else are they doing there? That's what you're there for. Emily, Nicholas McHugh, Eduardo, Dr. Ass Ham, Landon Vietmeyer, Murder Dahmer, Fuck Bundy, Mary Gacy. 
do, do you agree it. with that? No. What would you go with? Who was it? Bundy Dahmer Gacy. Bundy Dahmer Gacy. Kill Dahmer. Or no, kill Gacy. F Bundy, Mary Dahmer. I think that's right. Dahmer's kind of a like a docile, cool guy to hang out with. He's not going to eat you. Yeah, as long as you <laughs> play dead long enough, I guess. Like I don't you, you don't want to marry Gacy. No, that's not that's a fun someone. time. Come on, sir. Brandy S. Mind control is a myth. F. Ian, marry Mike, kill Dave. <laughs> that's like that's the whole name. That's mind the, control. That's the whole mind control is a myth. F. Ian, married. F. Ian, M. Mike, K. Dave. Dude, they don't believe in hypnosis like me. <laughs> Michael. <I get> it. <laughs> Michael Bland, James Rose, Peyton Smith, Tanner Shettle, David Lee Shock, Sinead Fell. Areola 51. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I like that. Good. Carmen T. Marshall. Heidi is going to kill me for this. Uh-oh. He, he, Heidi's his mom, and he spent his lunch money on Patreon. Sounds like it. Mm. He's not getting ravioli tomorrow at lunch. <laughs> Josh Carter. Puhoy Pepper. Go Sack Go 69. Ashley Richelle. Sonny Nelson, Cheyenne Rose, Anthony Wise, Taylor Norton, Emmy Hakala, Gabe Wondry, Courtney Lynch, Syphilips, Weaver caught a Hess TD, <laughs> Stephanie Espinoza, Brandon, Jared, Brady with an E, L. Fairley, and Alonzo Ramirez, thank you so much, new patrons. I'm going to visit Areola 51 <laughs> next time I'm out in Nevada. <laughs> Ian, what do you got? For iTunes, I have one for Sam B13, Necronom, my pussy. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <Goddamn>. Limp dick. <laughs> Maybe some other time. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of drinks tonight. Another time. Uh, Mike's taint and Mina Hyena. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. Back to you, Dave. I have one international shout out for Hobbit Slayer from Canada. Probably a lot of hobbits running around Canada, right? Might be so. And I also have one military shout out for Noah Harbor, a Navy vet from uh, 20 years ago, was stationed at Pearl Harbor. So, Noah Harbor. At Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Thank you so much for your service and uh, hope you enjoyed Hawaii. Thanks, pal. Like, if, if your name's Harbor, do they go, oh, you're going to fucking Pearl Harbor? That's, that's how, the, you how they do that. You get the like sorting hat, hat like at Hogwarts, yeah. and they put it, <laughs> Pearl Harbor! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it goes, exactly. Yeah, I, think, I think it's exactly how it works. <laughs> All right, anything else? We good? I think we're good. I think this was an interesting story tonight. A very interesting story. I have some thoughts. I don't, you know, I don't know if they were right or not. I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I mean, I could very well be being cold-hearted about it and not believing that they actually believed in Slenderman. I don't know, but it's just my thoughts. All right, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok at Necronomapod. 
patreon.com slash necronomapod. Remember, if you are if you sign up as a $10 level patron, you get three stickers sent to you on top of all the bonus content you get at that level. If you're a $5 patron, you get another uh, one sticker sent to you. Uh, That's an upgrade this month because, you know, inflation. So uh, we're upgrading the Patreon. Make it worth a while. Yeah, of course. Plus all the bonus content that has already been guaranteed to everybody at those levels. The value of that is incalculable. I don't, I wouldn't know how to calculable it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Amazon.com. Search Necronomapod for all the latest merch and Necronomapod.com. Thanks. All right. You guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers.